This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is where it all counts. This is why we're here. This is why each one of us are here. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Pertichese, and thank you for joining me. As always, the NFL Combine is in the books. Day four has just finished wrapping up. It was the offensive linemen and the running backs took to the field today to wrap out the next part of the pre-draft process, which is the 2023 NFL Combine. Four days up, four days down. Next wave is the pro days, the final phase of the pre-draft process. The All-Star Game circuit in the books, the Combine in the books. Tonight, instant reactions to what we saw on day four of the NFL Combine. I will start by saying this. I felt feel like of all the days, there was the least to talk about from today's class. Whether it was the, the things we expected to happen played out. There weren't a lot of surprises. Uh, mostly people checking boxes. I didn't think anything really stood out dramatically one way or the other so it might be a little bit of a shorter show we'll go through we'll just do it in the way that it was on the show today which started with the offensive lineman okay uh so at the offensive lineman first group not a lot really checked you know not a lot really surprised me steve avila at a, at a tcu uh he had official 40 time of 5.21 he's gonna be a guy who's gonna go in the first or second round uh, one of the better offensive guard, offensive center prospects in this draft class. Uh, I thought he looked good in the drills. Uh, so I thought Avila, you know, stood out. Uh, Matthew Bergeron out of Syracuse, he did not do the 40, but he did jump a 30.5 on the vert, 8.7 on the Broadway. Looked really good in the on-field drills. I think he is ticketed for somewhere in round two. Uh, Braden Daniels out of Utah. Daniel Jeremiah was hyping him up a little bit during uh, the event. His official 40 time was a 4.99. He had a 30.5 vert uh, and a 9.1 broad. So impressive by a guy like Braden Daniels, who I think is in that early day three mix uh, where he'll probably be ticketed. Uh, Jalen Duncan, very athletic at 6'5", Beringer and 6 pounds. Uh, he ran a 5.140 with a 1.7 10-yard split. He had a good vertical and a good broad as well. He ended up uh, pulling out uh, due to a little bit of an injury on the on-field drills, so we didn't get to see him you know, finish the day uh, after his 40-yard dash. The big winner from the first group of offensive linemen was clearly Blake Freeland out of BYU. He's the six foot seven seven uh, twelfths height. 302 pounds. He ran a 4.96 40-yard dash. He jumped an incredible 37 on the vert and a 10 broad. While there are some question marks about Freeland in terms of, you know, a little inconsistent in terms of run support, you know, playing with better leverage, the athletic factors make him a really intriguing prospect. I think he's going somewhere on day two. Uh, we're going to see a little early run, obviously, in round one, like we always do with the tackles, but I think Freeland will be one of the more intriguing tackles that come off the board on day two. Uh, Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma, six foot four, 315 pounds. He ran an official 
4.9840 with a 1.77 10-yard split. Harrison is another guy. Some people really love him, think late round one. Other people think more round three. I think he settles in somewhere on day two. Uh, you know, how tough to peg right now, whether it's round two or more of round three. Uh, Broderick Jones out of Georgia. Six foot five, 311 pounds. He ran his official 40 time in 4.97. He had a 30 inch vert, nine on the broad. Uh, Broderick Jones, really impressive performance. We know he's going to be, if not the first, the second offensive lineman taken, uh, in the NFL draft. He's a plug and play, starting left tackle. Uh, really good athleticism that stands out. It was interesting to see Devon Jones perform. Obviously, the rare, rare specimen. Six foot eight, 374 pounds. Uh, the length at 36 and 3 eighths is, is just insane. He actually showed functional movement skills running the 40 in 5.35 seconds. At that size, I think that's pretty remarkable. Uh, he's a plug and play, right tackle, the power, the play strength, the frame, the length. You know, it'll be interesting to see how he handles speed rushers. Uh, but this is a guy who is going to go somewhere, probably round two, and is going to be immediately be asked to be a starting right tackle in this league sooner rather than later and solidify the right side of somebody's line. Uh, Cody Mutch out of North Dakota State. He checked in at 6'5", 302 pounds. He ran the 40 in 5.08 seconds with a 1.79 10-yard split. Really athletic player, uh, but but more about his play strength, toughness, and physicality. That is how he's going to make his living at the next level. If he doesn't play tackle, he's going to kick inside to offensive guard. Jordan McFadden at a Clemson, really impressive day. At 6'2", 303 pounds, he's definitely a little bit undersized, but he ran a 4.9940 with a 1.74 10-yard split. You know, you're going to want him in a zone scheme, uh, you know, move him, pulling. That's where he's going to be at his best. So Jordan McFadden showed off that skill set for sure. Uh, next up, let's talk about John Michael Schmidt. Not going to be a guy who was a great tester. He came in at 6'3", 301 pounds. You know, his 40 time was, you know, rather pedestrian at 5.35. But just, I think, technically sound, gap, zone, whatever you want, play strength, toughness, physicality. I think John Michael Schmidt proved down at the Senior Bowl what type of competitor he is, what type of player he is. I think he's still taking it for round two, one of the top center prospects in the class. Uh, Peter Skunkowski out of Northwestern. Uh, it's going to be, if it's not Broderick Jones, uh, it's going to be Skaronski as the first offensive lineman taken. The length is going to probably have some people thinking he's a guard. A lot of people seem to think good offensive tackle prospect, all pro guard prospect. So we'll see. It's kind of like the Zach Martin thing from years ago. Uh, you know, so Skaronski, he checked in at 6'4", 313 pounds. He ran the 40 in 5.16 seconds, 1.75, 10-yard split. Good vert, though, 34.597 on the broad. Uh, looked really good out there. Uh, so he and Broderick Jones, I think, are locked in as the first two that we're going to see come off the board. Uh, Andrew Voris at a USC suffered an injury during the on-field drills. That's unfortunate. It seemed pretty serious, but we have not got any word on the severity of it. Uh, Joe Tipman, I was excited to see him. He didn't partake in anything. Uh, he's going to wait to his pro day. Darnell Wright for a guy whose game is built on speed. Uh, I mean, sorry, for a guy whose game is built on play strength and physicality and toughness and his length. 
Uh, he had a 5.0140 yard dash time. Really impressive for a guy his size and frame, especially when that is not how he really wins in terms of his strengths of his game. So I thought that was a good performance by Darnell Wright. I think he's locked in late round one. If he doesn't go late round one, early round two, he will be getting the call. So I don't think anything crazy stood out at the offensive lineman. We didn't have any elite, elite level athletes like we've had in the past. We've had some really good athletes. Broderick Jones, really good athlete. A couple other guys, really good athletes. Blake Freeland was probably the biggest athletic freak that we had there based on those verts and the jumps and the six foot seven. Uh, but I, we knew he was going to be really athletic. We knew Broderick Jones was going to be really athletic. So I think the guys who we like in terms of round one or day two when it comes to Freeland, like we knew they were going to be good athletic testers. We know their athleticism. We saw it on their film. It, it kind of translated to the combine. So I don't think a lot really changed uh, maybe sorting some ties and some tiebreakers, but I think the offensive line kind of was ho-hum in terms of what we expected. I don't think there was anything too unexpected that makes you like, oh, I got to go back and, and watch some film. I just didn't think that at all. Uh, so the offensive line didn't see you know a lot stand out that was surprising. If we take this over to the running backs, the, the first thing I'll say about the running backs is very, very disappointed with just how few running backs uh, worked out here at the NFL Combine. You know, really good players who I thought we were going to test really well. Uh, I'm sure they had their reasons. Maybe it was injury and I didn't hear. You know, obviously it was busy, busy tweeting the whole week, you know, the whole four days of the Combine so I could easily have missed some stuff. But, you know, I'll start with the guy, some guys who didn't perform. Israel Abaconda out of Pittsburgh, I thought was going to blow up the Combine. He didn't do the 40. He didn't do the jumps. Um, so now we got to wait to his pro day. Uh, another guy who we didn't get a chance to see do much, you know, down there, uh, Eric Gray didn't do the 40. He worked out on the on-field. He had a good vert, good broad. I'll come back to him in a second. Uh, we didn't see Dwayne McBride do anything. We didn't see Sean Tucker do anything. Uh, Kendrick Miller did the, did the, uh, did the jumps, but did not do the 40. Was a little, I was hoping to kind of see him in terms of what his athletic testing was. I'm sorry, he didn't do the jumps. So he didn't do the jumps. He didn't do anything. So we came in, you know, at 5'11", 215. I was excited to see him perform. He did not do anything. Uh, Ty J. Spears, great jumps, but did not uh, take part in the 40. Uh, like I said, Sean Tucker and also Deuce Vaughn didn't do the 40 either. Uh, did the other stuff. And then it's becoming more and more commonplace that only one or two or three people even do the 20 yard shuttle in the free cone. This year, there was two people that currently we have numbers for unless NFL network, uh, NFL.com just hasn't put them out yet. So that's a little on the disappointing side as well. From the guys who ran the 40, let's talk about some interesting things that stuck out. Devin A. Chain did what we expected. He ran fast. 4.32, 4.32, you might even say, you know, it was slightly disappointing because we thought he was going to be sub 4 for 8, but we're talking about blazing fast. Uh, one of the biggest winners was Chase Brown, and I knew this was going to happen. I kind of said post-Senior Bowl that I know the reports were bad down there, but this is a guy who's going to generate buzz at the Combine. He was on Bruce Feldman's freak list last year, and he did not disappoint. Checked in at 5'9", 209 pounds. He ran a 4.4340, had a 1.5310-yard split, 40-inch 40 40 on the vert, 
10-7 on the broad jump. Just tremendous athletic testing from Chase Brown. I think he squarely pushes himself back in the round three, round four mix for sure. Uh, Zach Charbonnet, I got to be honest with you. I think the times were real solid for him. His, his official was 4.53 with a 1.5 10 yard split, 37 on the vert, 10 2 on the broad. So he tested out, I think, as a good athlete. I was more worried that he was maybe average at best. So I think that's big for Charbonnet. Locks him into that late round two, somewhere to round three, even though I'm not as big of a fan of him as others. Uh, you know, that athletic testing combined with the production, the size, the play strength, you know. I think best case scenario for him is DeMarco Murray, and I and I kind of get it. I, I think similar in terms of their upright running style, uh, but I thought Charbonnet did well for himself today. Uh, Zach Evans was the other guy who did nothing. Disappointed in that. I really wanted to see him uh, in terms of his 40, the jumps, the explosiveness. Uh, RB2 for most people in this class, Jameer Gibbs did partake. He ran a 4.3640. He did the vert 33.5, did not do the broad jump. Uh, Eric Gray, I mentioned him before. While he didn't do the 40, looked good in the drills. The vert was 33.5. Sorry, the vert was 37.5 and 9.10 broad. I think Eric Gray is a guy that we're going to hear a lot more buzz generating in the next you know month and a half or so. Uh, I think he'll put on a performance at his pro day when he has it. Uh, I think Gray is a guy who's going to be a riser in this process. Uh, one of the biggest winners, we talked about Chase Brown being a winner. Another big winner was Evan Hall out of Northwestern. He was at the Senior Bowl, you know, you know, mid-January, five, uh, you know, late January. Uh, Evan Hall was 5'10", 209 pounds. He ran an official 4.47 with a 1.53 10-yard split. He had a 37-inch vert, 10-3 broad. Really impressive performance by Evan Hall. He's going to work his way onto the field as a guy who's good in pass protection, really good receiving skills. Uh, that is going to find his way onto a roster, going to be a core special teamer, and then see how that evolves and grows. But really good testing day for Evan Hull. Uh, Rayshon uh, Johnson checked in at 6 feet, 219 pounds. He ran a 4.58 official 40 with a 1.52 10-yard split. Really impressive Uh Scanning down, it was the second-best 10-yard split of any of the running backs who performed it. Uh, 31.5 on the vert, 10-2 on the broad. So really good numbers for Johnson, showing that he's got above average to good athleticism. And you combine that with the play strength, the toughness, the physicality, the pass protection, the receiving abilities, really well-balanced all-around running back. That, that really intrigues me. Kenny McIntosh, I kind of warn people not to expect this guy to be like a, a fast guy or people are mistaking him as like a, you know, a judder, you know, shiftier. That's just not his game. He's, he's a really, really good pass catching running back, but, you know, checked in with a 4.6340. Like that's not all that surprising. Uh, sorry, 4.62. Not all that surprising. You know, when when you watch him play, I like him. I really like his receiving capabilities, uh, but not a guy who's going to test out as a good or very good athlete. And I think that kind of, you know, transpired at the combine. Uh, Keaton Mitchell, I knew he was going to run fast. 4.3840 was flying. 38 on the vert, 10-6 on the broad jump. Very impressive performance from Keaton Mitchell. I think you'll start hearing some round four, round five buzz on him. Uh, Daenerys Prince out of Tulsa, you know, 5'11", 216 pounds. He ran a 4.4140, had a good vert at 35.5 and brought at 10.4. Really good athletic testing around the board there for Daenerys Prince. B. John Robinson checked the boxes he needed to. 5'11", 215 pounds, 4.4640, 37 on the vert, 10.4 on the broad. 
B. John Robinson locks himself in to a top 20 pick, I think, round one. Uh, first RB taken, impressive performance by Brian Robinson. Uh, Ty J. Spears, I talked before, his jumps were excellent. I would have loved to see him run the 40. Uh, you know, and then Deuce Vaughn did do the jumps, 35-5 on the vert, 9-8 on the broad. Did not do the 40. Would have liked to see him get out there. So when I look at this running back class, yeah, Evan Hull tested out as a better athlete. If you were paying close attention and, and stay on top of Bruce Feldman's freak list, you knew Chase Brown was going to test well, and he did. You know, B. John tested good. We expected him to. Eric Gray and Ty J. Spears' jumps were good. We expected them to be good. They got explosiveness. Uh, Charbonnet maybe tested a tad better athletically than I thought he was. Uh, so I thought it was kind of an expected day. I don't think Bigsby might have tested a little bit better. Uh, I'm interested to kind of dig into the combine numbers a little bit more, watch the on-field drills again, and, and kind of help sort out. I like My running backs continue to be B. John locked in at one, Jameer Gibbs locked in at two, Devin A. Chain locked in at three, and then I'm not sure, right? There's so many different paths you can go, uh, you know, four through, let's say, 12 or 13. So, you know, it'll be something that, you know, by the time I get to my running back, you know, rankings tier show, you know, in a couple of weeks, it'll be interesting to kind of set the stage at where I'm at. Uh, and does, did the combine help me get there? I don't think a lot stood out from the running backs because so many guys didn't check. I wanted to see Avaconda. I wanted to see Eric Gray. I wanted to see Kendry Miller. You know, their athletic profiles mix compared to Zach Charbonnet, compared to Tank Bigsby, compared to Zach Evans. And so many of these guys just didn't perform that it was a little disappointing in that regards. Uh, but we know it's a deep class. We know it's a strong class. It's going to be fun to kind of watch the rest of the pre-draft process play itself out in terms of what we're hearing and stuff, uh, who starts generating buzz from the running back group. But again, I thought it was pretty lackluster. For me, there's a clear top three, and then I think it opens up. I think a lot of people have Charbonnet in, in, in either that fourth or fifth spot, and it's hard to argue with that. He's a little bit further down the ranks for me. Uh, but he came in, tested better athlete than we gave him credit for. And we already know the play strength, physicality, toughness, all that stuff. Footwork for a bigger guy is there. So it's going to be really interesting to kind of see how the dust settles on this running back position. Just like at the top of the tight end board, really fascinating for sure. But the running back is definitely going to be one to follow closely. So there it is, guys. Instant reactions to... All four days, every positional group, offense, defense, offensive line uh, from the NFL Combine. I hope that you've been enjoying these instant reaction shows. If you're new and you're checking out Saturday, Sunday for the first time, usually our episodes are more like 45 minutes to like an hour and 15 minutes. These instant reaction pods usually stay in the 20 to 25 minute range. Uh, We did one for each night of the NFL draft. Make sure you check it out wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, if you're enjoying the content, please get over to the website. SS Football is the fastest and quickest way to get there. Check on the premium content tab, and for $9.99, you get access to all of our premium notebooks. Uh, you get the scouting notebook, which has all our deep scouting reports on over 100 offensive skill players. Uh, you get our rankings notebook, which has our draft rankings. Uh, it'll have our dynasty rookie rankings post draft. It's going to have my tiered rankings are on the verge of being completed. Uh, it has last year's rookies from a dynasty perspective ranked. Uh, and then also this positional dynasty rankings as well. And then in April, you get the draft projections notebook. If you enjoyed my coverage during, uh, the combine on Twitter, basically, 
that sets the stage for what I use to build the draft projections notebook. Tabs for every position, offense and defense, over 400 players in the draft projections notebook, snapshot of how they win, couple developmental or concerning areas, you know, if you're going to really pigeonhole a couple, uh, their combine testing numbers will be in there. Uh, and then they'll be ranked by the order in which we expect it to come off the board based on everything we are hearing and listening. So it is the best way to support us and help us continue to do what we're doing. Thanks for all the new followers on Twitter, all the people who constantly showed me support, continuing to show me support during this NFL Combine. So I appreciate that. Uh, pushing some more eyeballs my way. Very grateful and appreciative of that. So on behalf of our sound tech engineer, David Nakano, and myself, thank you for joining us. I look forward next time taking you from Saturday to Sunday. <laughs>